Here's your host, Rudy Reyes. Hey, good evening, everybody. Good evening to you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking an hour out of your wonderful evening. I know uh, it's it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It was 5 o'clock here, a little late on the uh, curve, but nevertheless, thank you for joining the Rudolph Show. This is Rudy Reyes. Uh, I am your host for the evening. Uh, I don't have, a co- don't have a co-host today, but you know what? I've never really needed a co-host. I've just always wanted one. Maybe maybe Santa will uh, will bring in the, uh, <laughs> the new host. I don't know. A little early to talk Christmas, but hey, that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite time of year, anyway. For those that know me, know that. Nonetheless, anyway, thank you for tuning in. Brought to you uh, by California Today. When I say California Today, there are so many things associated with California Today, based in the Coachella Valley, here in California. Uh, and of course, my brand new sponsor, uh, only Saturday, only so many Saturdays, make them count as the greatest tagline in the history of college football. Think about it. One season, 12 games, 12 Saturdays. You can't win the natty if you don't make them count. Go to SaturdaysCount.com and order your custom colored shirt for either the team you root for, the team you went to school at, or just in case you just like the team in general. Go get a shirt at SaturdaysCount.com. Anyway, look, I wanted to talk about this nothing burger with cheese, hold the onions, hold the mayo, no tomato, passing on all the acidic stuff. I want to talk about this for a little bit, maybe the majority of the show. And the reason why I say that is this. Justin Fields is a guy who was very is continually getting better climbing the tree of evolution within the NFL system. And I say that because he was an inherited quarterback by the Bears and their given quarterback situation that's always been relatively uh I don't know iffy at best, but more importantly it's really about the situation of the Bears as an organization. And I say that because They've given too much money to too many quarterbacks who didn't do a thing for the organization. Jim McMahon may be the exception, but clearly not the rule. And when you're inherited by someone, you get grandfathered in, into that conversation, into the topic, into obviously now what we're talking about is a trade situation that may not even happen, may not even occur. But I think more importantly, it's not necessarily that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus uh, didn't want or did want Justin Fields. Um, there are people saying that he wasn't as good of a prospect coming out as Ohio State versus uh, uh, who Bryce Young or maybe even C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State University or the Ohio State University. Uh, you can't really compare those two. And I say that because when you look at the production component of, of, of who Justin Fields is, you can't say he hasn't produced in the NFL. You could say there's been a lot of turnover in the NFL, as you've seen with other NFL teams. The Las Vegas Raiders has been a turnover machine. Uh, you've seen, and we're talking head coaches, we're talking staff. Uh, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Yeah, Rude Dog is in the house, that's for sure. Um, I think more, moreover, I look at this, this is basically a whole lot about nothing. There's been some ex-NFL GMs. We'll talk about that in a minute, discussing what his thoughts were about where Justin Fields could be going, where he could not be going. Um, I mean, you can say that perhaps Justin Fields is not the guy for the job. 
I think you need stability from a head coaching perspective. You need stability uh, from the ownership. You need to dive into ownership. You need to find out exactly what the Bears are thinking, what they're looking for, and what they're trying to accomplish, not only with Justin Fields, but as a, as a staff, as an organization. Where are they going? Where are they headed? Well, the Bears, since 85, and you can have a conversation, 85 Bears are the best Bears team ever. It's because they were the best team. But that was then, and this is now. And the evolutionary process of who the Bears organization is hasn't really uh, been full circle and hasn't actually you know caught its tail yet. It's a dog that keeps spinning around that hasn't caught its tail, and it makes you wonder exactly if they're ever going to. Now, I'm not going to say the Bears organization is a bad organization. I just don't know if they have the right direction where they're headed. We've seen it in, in the NBA when you fire a coach after an all-star break. I had uh, Bryce on yesterday. We were talking about uh, Nate McMillan going away from the old-school mentality, old-school play. And I think ownership needs to recognize that perhaps they're also behind the times. And I understand there are certain nuances of looking at where the organization was how it's evolved, and you really have to do an introspective look and say, you know what, is this where we're going to be? Is this where we're headed? And if so, we need to change a few things around here in order to make things work for the long term. So you have the before and you have the after. We haven't gotten to the after yet, other than when you look at the NFL draft and this whole unnecessary conversation that they could trade off their first round pick, which which they could. But if you want first-round talent and you're the Bears and you want to do the best thing for your quarterback, your starting quarterback, the guy that you picked in the first round as well in an NFL draft not too far in the past, you've got to be able to put some tools around him. You've got to put some, some type of better protection up front. You need more wide receiver weapons. You need a tight end. Um, you just need some pro-level pro guys who can get the job done to protect Justin Fields from falling off by the wayside and, you know, becoming another guy that, well, you know, he didn't do so well. You could have that afterthought conversation and maybe he wasn't, you know, fit for the franchise, whatever the case might be, whatever narrative you want to insert, whatever you want to talk about. Um, this is Rudy Reyes on the Rude Dog Show, uh, live on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, anywhere in the metaverse, the universe, the ultraverse, whatever you want to talk, maybe, maybe in the Avengerverse, I don't know. Um, but you can't say that Justin Fields is not going to produce in the upcoming season. You can't say that he's not going to give you a legitimate shot at becoming the next you know, star in the NFL. I mean, he just doesn't have the tools around him, doesn't have the greatest protection up front. But I recognize the protection breaks down up front. And if you're a quarterback, you have to find a way to get around that. And when I say that, meaning that when there's pressure up front, you got to be able to circle back around and make something happen outside the pocket. Now, at the Senior Bowl, there was a lot of conversation in regards to some general managers. And I can't say who, and I'm not quite sure who they were anyway. Even if I did have the information, I wouldn't even say who it was. But they're stating that they were fairly convinced the Bears would trade fields. Now, I don't buy that. I don't believe in that. I don't I don't. I just don't look. If you believe that, I have some swamp land in Minnesota to sell you. I really do. It comes in a pocket size with nothing but lint, and there are rabbit ears. And to be honest with you, I look at this as a whole lot of well, nothing. Look, I, 
I'm convinced that when you look at this situation from the Bears, Justin Fields isn't going anywhere anytime soon, if at all, for that matter. And I say that because we don't know if this is a guy who's going to prosper with the right coaching, prosper with the right protection up front, prosper with the right amount of wide receiver weapons that hopefully he will get in the 2023 NFL draft. Um, the, The guy can't do it himself. There's just no way he's not going to be able to take care of it himself. He's not going to be able to handle, you know, getting the ball downfield to whomever, whenever, and however, if that protection up front breaks down, you have to have a supporting cast around you. And I don't care what these other guys have said, or, you know, there's a trade X, Y, and Z. This is not about just one individual person in Justin Fields. That's going to either win it or lose it for you. Now, if you get all the weapons that he's going to need, surrounding him to make it happen, to make it work, to make his position that much more dynamic, to put the Bears into a relevant playoff push. You have to get the guys around them to do it. Ownership needs to take literal, not figurative, literal ownership and who they direct the general managers, who they direct the coaches, who they direct the scouts to go pick these guys in a hand-picked situation. Sometimes scouts will miss the boat on this. And I say that because scouts predominantly do not get paid enough money, and I've said this before on the show, they do not get paid enough money in order to go out and pick the best of the best, the creme of the creme, because they only get paid a certain dollar amount annually regardless of who they get, of who they recommend, who they talk to, who they speak to, other people surrounding them, Uh, and perhaps becoming an unnecessary influence on what their decision-making process is. Now, I'm not going to get all super technical on you, but I will say that the majority of scouts get paid one salary, and that's it. Hall of Fame player, well, we scouted them. We recommended them. But are they going to be the next best thing to slice bread that you could possibly find? Maybe, maybe not. There have been guys entering the combine. Well, the RudeDogShow.com is going to be at the combine. But whether or not those scouts are going to be able to see what other people are seeing, not necessarily taking the recommendations of other people, but seeing it for themselves, truly take a vested interest in who they're going to draft and and put them in the right situation to do the right thing for the right team. That's really what it boils down to is the fundamental components of getting guys that are going to work, not necessarily the flashy, you know, uh, splashy guys who, you know, do the tiptoe uh swag you know feet drag out to the i don't know the two yard line while holding on to the ball as he comes down with it to be a completion no you got to win it at the line win it at the line from an ownership standpoint if you're the bears because you truly need some guys up front in order to give justin fields a chance to get something done down the field along with more wide receiver weapons i'm going to stick to that that that's my theory anyway but then again these are the bears and they've been known to put money in the wrong places to do well nothing and look you can you can state that that perhaps uh, you know you have people that are stating that when you look at players and the position that they're actually drafted in that perhaps they're just uh i don't know uh hyperbole maybe the conversation doesn't exactly exist maybe it's not as accurate as it needs to be And when I look at this draft and maybe even a free agency, don't forget free agency has, you know, has kicked off and happy, happy tag, uh, happy tag week, I guess, 
for those that have a non-exclusive tag, for those that are going to receive an exclusive tag. We can have a conversation about who's going to get tagged, who's not going to get tagged. We may touch on that here in the show. We may not. It depends on how much time we have left. But I'll say this, that there's a consensus right now surrounding Strauss, surrounding Young, that they're better prospects than Fields. They don't need to prove anything. Fields has nothing to prove to lower-level classmen who are three years removed um, from the collegiate system. Justin Fields has proved why he is where he is, why he was picked 11th uh, in the first round. This is not a mistake, okay? It's a mistake if the guy completely just dropped the ball multiple times. He made nothing happen. He threw more interceptions and he did touchdowns. I mean, he is he's he has done everything. You could put the argument together to state that <clears throat> perhaps guys like Mel Kuyper was right. Maybe he was wrong. But I think this is more about a writer opinion than anything else in regards to who's better, Justin Fields, uh, Stroud, or maybe even uh, Bryce Young. You know, I don't know. You'll have to be the judge of that. You'll have to see that in the upcoming season when these teams uh, pick their respective players out of those rounds. Uh, I, I do have kind of a thought process in regards to where some of these guys are going to go or where they're not going to go. Uh, you, you can take your mock drafts and you can write them all down. And uh, at the end of the day, you may be able to file in a garbage bin somewhere because of the inaccuracies of those picks. It happens every year. It's not rocket science. This is not something that people are going to forget. They're not going to remember other than, man, I made the wrong pick. I met the wrong guy. This was not the right position. This is not the right guy. This is not the right situation. It's not the right time. You can have those conversations. But the bottom line is this. In Young's case, you're not going to see that at 5'10 at 180 coming out of college. You're going to see that eventually when that remains to be seen. But you're going to see that probably in the first year, maybe the, the second year. Now, don't forget we were talking about inheritance and how the Bears have inherited certain players. Well, Cole Komet, solid tight end for them. Darnell Mooney, solid player for them. Jalen Johnson, still there. All these guys are still there, including Justin Fields. I just don't think that you're going to negate who these guys are, what they're trying to accomplish as an organization. You have to have a foundational uh, uh component associated with why you're drafting these guys what are you building what are you doing what's the goal the goal is to win win the game but how do you how do you do that what ways do you do it what players do you surround your franchise quarterback with now you can probably have the conversation about well maybe Bryce Jones gonna be a better quarterback than Justin Fields eventually maybe again these are all uh things that are taken in and out of context. Nobody can say that Bryce Jones is going to be better than Justin Fields. There's, there's, no, there's no way you can make that, make that assumption, not yet, because you haven't seen that Bryce Young's going to be that guy at the NFL level, maybe at the collegiate level, uh, maybe Alabama he's been that guy, but he's not that guy in the NFL because he hasn't gotten there yet. Will he? Yes. Will the team draft him? Yes. Where he's going, nobody knows. But here goes the carousel. It's going to start and the first pick in the first round. You're going to have more quarterbacks picked in this draft because there are better quarterbacks. There are more quarterbacks. There's a plethora of quarterbacks. Don't forget Kenny Pickett was picked 
uh, I believe, uh, 20th overall by the Steelers in the first round. So you can't remiss the fact that because he was one quarterback that there wasn't anybody else worth drafting. Well, there was, but nobody wanted to pull the trigger. Then the Steelers did. Well, they kind of need to. If you think about it, they needed to get someone after Ben Roethlisberger retired. So if you if you believe that Fields is going anywhere at all, anytime soon, it's not it's not accurate at all. There's no way Justin Fields, you're not swapping a first-rounder for another first-rounder. Doesn't work that way. Not going to work that way. Not now. And, well, almost not ever. I'm not going to say never, but not ever, at least at this point in the NFL. Now, there's been some super mock drafts. We could always take the Raiders as an example. Now, they do not have Derek Carr uh, in, in their stead. Um, you can give that, you know, if the Raiders wanted to pick, you know, and, and go up, they they certainly can. If the if they offer you enough and it's, it's warranted and it makes sense, you could put the Raiders on the clock and they would end up taking uh, Bryce Young or Stroud or any one of these guys. But at the end of the day, uh, you could actually put Will Anderson at number one. He's going to go number one regardless of what, what team is up to draft him. He's just that good. Uh, and then Cincinnati wide receiver Tyler Scott, he does have that kind of you know fast uh, sped on his feet. He's 5'10", he's 181 pounds. He's a guy that's going to make something happen uh, because the Bears always like those small, smaller, flashy wide receiver quick types. Uh, but they want the bigger tight ends in the system. So they're going to probably do something there in the tight end other than just having purely Cole Komet on the outside. Um, I, I just think that there, there's a lot of motion in regards to this draft. And don't get free agencies going to shake things up, as I stated earlier. This is going to be a very different-looking NFL draft without your you know, atypical quarterback center in the system. Don't forget Aaron Rodgers is still out there. Bigger question is, and I was thinking about this this morning, that would you trade to get Aaron Rodgers once Aaron Rodgers decides to take himself out of being in a dark place? Or would you just settle with Derek Carr as your starting quarterback if you're the New York Jets? I don't know. That's a great question. I, I think more importantly, when you look at the one playoff uh, w- uh, loss by Derek Carr, it wasn't a very good loss. I mean, no loss is good, obviously, but the way that he played just wasn't um, – he just didn't show enough. There wasn't enough on film to suggest that he's going to be that guy moving forward. Could it fit for the Jets? Absolutely. Is he a free agent? Yes. Will Derek Carr take his time? No doubt about it because he has a lot more at stake uh, as one player um, than an entire organization who will be there for another 30, 40, 50 years. Um, but then you can look at that other argument and say, well, if the Packers decide to trade for and, and give Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets, I think Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is a phenomenal deal. I would trade up to get Aaron Rodgers without a doubt. Now that puts the Packers back in the driver's seat. Um, you have Jordan Love still there waiting in the wings. I think he's chomping at the bit right now, wondering what's going on. Uh, they could franchise tag him as well. So you can have that conversation does he stay? Does he go? Uh, again, one of those things where the Raiders are in a tough, tough situation. Um, if for some reason they don't move up, they're going to maybe even a, a Mac Jones uh, in New England wants his rookie deal. They could trade up uh, with the New England Patriots and, and get something for him. 
there's just so so many moving parts. We don't even know what that looks like yet. Um, but what these what some of these teams don't really understand is that sometimes you can trade down. If you trade down, you're getting those viable component, you know, guys who otherwise wouldn't even be looked at, wouldn't even be, you know, uh, just mentioned. There would be no second looks at all for these guys. And I think, moreover, uh, when when you look at a, a mock draft, um, you could probably send Jalen Carter to the to the Bears as well. If you end up with Carter, maybe even Anderson, you know, you can have a, a dual back set. You can put a running back by committee. It doesn't really matter. But they need to have a guy, who, uh, and of course, Matt Matt Eberfluss wants you know a, a stud three technique kind of guy, the one who's a wrecker from inside of the trenches. So I, I just think back to the Justin Fields conversation. I just say there's a lot to do about nothing. I, I don't believe there's anything whatsoever you can speak of to suggest that the Bears will move from one first rounder to the next first rounder. And I'll give you a little bit of insight on that Lions. Uh, January, he threw for 75 yards, touchdown, interception. His, uh, you know, his passer rating was not even at 41%. But when you go back against the Eagles on December 18th, over 118 in passer rating. That is phenomenal. Phenomenal. 152 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, none. Um, the game after that on Christmas Eve against the Bills, no interceptions there either. So, uh, again, <clears throat> when you look at Justin Fields, you think to yourself, is this guy going to get any better? When you look at the at the rounding a snapshot of, of who Justin Fields is and what he could actually become, think about this. Completed 192 passes, attempted 318. That's about 60%-ish. Uh, 2,300 yards, uh, 7.1 average, 7, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Don't forget, <clears throat> when you look at uh, Lamar Jackson, who's also facing some serious questions in regards to where he's going to go or if they uh, give him a non-exclusive tag, maybe an exclusive tag, and keep Lamar Jackson there in Baltimore. His passer rating was actually pretty good on the average and some better than most at 85 Point two. So he he looks better than than the numbers on the screen that he indicates. So don't forget that's just passing. Rushing yards, he had 60 against Detroit, uh, seven against Buffalo, 39 against Philadelphia, Green Bay, 55 in Atlanta, 17. The only reason why I know from a Green Bay stand, I actually watched that game. He just ran all over them, all on the interior. I uh, got the blocking up front. And one thing good about Justin Fields that I know is that once he gets out of the pocket and that flock gets flushed, when that pocket's flushed, he's out. He's, he's on the run. He'll make things happen on the run. Um, so at the end of the day, I really think that Justin Fields is a guy for the job. He's not going anywhere. And there's a lot of smoke, but clearly no fire because that fire was never lit. There's someone shooting a gun uh, with a smoke canister right in the middle of a crowd. Uh, so look, the, Going back to the Raiders for half a second, and I want to kind of close this off. C.J. Stroud will end up going to Las Vegas. Bryce Young will be in a Texas uniform. They need a quarterback very, very bad. I know Davis Mills is serviceable, but as a backup uh, because they don't have those weapons on the outside because they were traded away a year or two ago. Uh, Jalen Carter will end up uh, going uh, to the Arizona Cardinals out of Georgia. 
and 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 that's just one of a billion key scenarios. But you know, at the end of the day, I I think that um, a lot of teams are going to end up missing out um, on, on some guys that they probably should have looked at, and that, that's what the combine is really all about. It's about getting to know these guys, understanding what their weaknesses are, working on the things they need to get better on and just becoming a better player, a better person, uh, someone who's solid in the locker room. Uh, I don't think those things are really discussed often enough, how much of a, of a great person uh, you are in the locker room. What does that mean to the staff? What does that mean to your coworkers that you're in the uh, dirt, you're at the line uh, every, every single game, or if you're in the trenches? Look, you're facing an elite offense against an elite defense, and if you're doing that and you're making and you're maximizing every opportunity that you have to play against the best, you're going to go out and you're going to beat the best. But you have to beat the team that you're facing off in, and that starts at practice. Yeah, I know Allen Iverson in his practice, but this is the NFL. This isn't the NBA. Slightly different. This is Rudy Reyes on the Rude Dog Show, uh, brought to you by, uh, gosh, everything known to mankind. When you want your shirts, sizes large, extra large, and there's only so many Saturdays, and make them count uh, when you go to SaturdaysCount.com. That's SaturdaysCount.com. This is Rudy Reyes on the Rude Dog Show, uh, live on Coachella Valley, uh, live on Facebook, live on Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, and, uh, of course, uh, Coachella uh, YouTube. What do you know about that? Had to throw that one in there as well. Anyway, this is Rudy Reyes on the Rude Dog Show. Tomorrow, same time, same channel. Like it, love it, share it. And I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you so much. Have a great evening.